Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three trees in my ancient forest. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the beautiful, sprightly, evergreen Jerry. What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Um, I gotta say, I would be a, uh, a nice red maple tree. They're huh. amazing. If you've ever, you ever seen one and, you know... They're just amazing when they start with them red leaves and stuff. They're great. Yeah, you with all them red leaves and stuff. They're great. They are great. Uh, Dan, what do you got? Hey, what's going on? My name is Dan. I play Minis Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the Peltagen tree of this podcast, also known as the Purple Heart Tree. Jared, you might also like the other name. It's known as the Amaranth Tree. Mm. <laughs> that gets two thumbs way up two green thumbs way up <laughs> I actually have uh, dice made from the tree oh. I have purple heart dice uh, they're my favorite pair of dice and I'll probably use them on my next character I'll share a picture in the discord when this comes out more than the pumpkin dice more than the pumpkin dice yes wow and it cost me like saying something. it cost me like a hundred bucks wow Those pumpkin dice are not going to roll well for you now well my name is Alec. I play Trail of the Ashborn, and I am the biggest, tallest tree, the red, California redwood. So that's that correct. Coming. I had to put California in front of it because they're just the biggest. I literally had, I, I went to like, you know, the field trips in school and stuff. They have one that's so big that people used to use it as a dance floor when they chopped it down. That's how big it was. It was nice. Mm. People drive through trees and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, that's the tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Okay, I didn't. I, I didn't that realize was it was a specific type of tree. That is yeah, pretty California cool, redwoods. That is pretty dope, dude. Tony, what about you? I am one of the hardiest trees on the world. A giant sequoia. Oh, just a big old tree. Just they're, they're super tall, and you can find cool pictures of people like standing inside of them because like a piece of them will be hollowed out, kind of like. Uh, Alex tree that he has the one that people could drive through they're not as wide but they are massively tall and now you know the deal before we get into the recap we're gonna do the rundown and today's rundown is brought to you by here let me let me just you know what I'm gonna take this one uh guys you need to go over to 404pod.com we got new merch it's up on the sites go get your <laughs> mugs we got all sorts mm-hmm. of fun things up uh, up there New merch. We got notebooks, patches, you name it. We're at someone it. just bought a patch, right? Yep. First you know day what? up. Somebody First already bought it. <laughs> Literally. Wasn't even up for 24 hours. There's new mugs of all four of us. Go get your mugs. Go check out the merch. 404pod.com. We got hats. We got shirts. We got onesies for a baby. Mm. <laughs> now you know the deal. We gotta, we're gonna do the recap, but before we do the recap, I'm gonna roll a giant foam D4 halfing by my bunny. And whoever it lands on is who's doing the recap. One being me, two being. No fucking way. Three being Dan, (laughs) four being Jared. All right, now I'm gonna roll it. See it. Right right into the chute. I mean, I don't know if we need to get that low. Oh, God, he's getting up. Oh, he's squatting. He's shutting the door like he's gonna roll it out the room. Oh no! That says that's Jared. I think that's, that's, like, that's a four. Like, t- I think that's a yeah. four. 
Uh, I guess it's a four. Uh, yeah. Yep. There it is. it is a yeah. four. Man, we had a good run. I didn't think this was ever going to happen. It's been a while. Uh, all right, so last time we wake up hearing crazy noises. Is that an organ that's going on? Wait, you have to sing this recap because you're cursed. <laughs> Absolute fucking not. Absolute not. Had to try. I had to try. <laughs> the guys wake up hearing crazy noises. Musical instrument. It organ in the distance. The ship and crew all of a sudden start acting strange. Two, three banshees show up and start attacking the ship. Luckily, the guys were able to fight it off and stop the ship from wrecking into the rocks. The guys get off the ship, go and investigate this lighthouse where this music's coming from, and the moment they start entering, the music changes and weird things start happening to each individual. One's paper thin, one has a spirit leaving their body, question mark. <laughs> we papered mario our way all the way up the staircase, and then finally, once we get to the top of this lighthouse, we open the door and see someone on an organ. As the music hits, Bard, play the intro. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, we pick up today's session at the entrance of a dimly lit ballroom theater. As you walk into the ballroom, the door slams shut behind you, and when you turn oh. around, look and it's gone, as if the door was never there. All that mm. remains is the faint purple and light yellowish-green mist. Ahead of you, across a long, dark purple and green marble floor, is a stage surrounded by piles of gold, surrounded by a dark, silver, gothic-style gate. At the stage is a grand golden brass organ, the organ pipes are as tall and eccentric in design. They twist, bend, and contort all around each other, producing these haunting harmonies and menacing melodies. A faceless man in a dull, dusty, purple suit is playing the piano. Out from the pipes is this yellow, greenish fog revealing the figure of a ghost dragon. It's the piano man. As you see the dragon forming, its massive wings take shape as they thud onto the ground. On your left, on your right, and you see ah. a huge, faintly, dimly glowed ghost dragon with bright green and purplish eyes. Massive in size, you just see that all the fog forms into these wings and giant heads. Then you hear him speak. I am Ulava, the great composer, and you, you three, must be the pestilent peanut gallery that wrecked my cursed shore. As the organ plays on, and the dragon looks at you and exhumes its ghostly forms in your direction. Do the dragon say as the music plays on? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, uh, where's the bathroom? We got lost. We're we're just trying to get a pee break here. Wait, what what are our curses again? So when you went through this room, you do not have any curses at the moment. Oh, okay. At the yes, moment. At the don't say that. You do not have any curses. Uh I don't recall saying at the moment. Um <laughs> There are no breaks, pauses, or hesitations in tonight's performance. Cool. Mmm. Okay. So, like, do you just want us to uh, uh, sit and watch, and uh, we'll we'll get some snacks, and we'll enjoy the show, and I go and sit in a chair to my right in the audience? <laughs> I'll give you a show. I'll give you the performance of your lifetime. Lost <laughs> chairs begin to shift, move, and screech along the floor as the organ plays on. The ghost dragon head exhumes its fumes as the large organ, uh, as the two large ghostly dragon wings stamp onto the floor, shaking the ground, and its massive head inches towards you. Everybody roll me initiative. Oh, goodness. 13. 8. That's a 21 for Minus. At the top of the round, Minus at initiative 21, staring down this ghostly ghost phantom dragon. Minus, you just moved over to a chair. When you went to go sit down, it screeched and moved out of the way. You are staring face to face with a large phantom ghost dragon where its body seems to be coming out of the organ pipes from the wall. You only see its massive head and huge wings on either side of you. What are you doing? I hold up my hands <laughs> and I would like to, I would like to plea. Uh, I walk over to the side, like through some chairs that fell down. I'm stepping over. Hey, everything's fine. We mean you no harm. We, we can chat, right? And I want to try and persuade it to talk. Go for it. Can we, let's, and I'll say, uh, Let's just chat over a game of uh, a game of cards. Come on. How about we chat over some beautiful, sweet screaming music? And how are we doing checks like that? Is that a bonus action, an action? We talked about, but we didn't make a decision. Yeah. So, Minus, so, uh, your suggestion. Why don't you tell us your suggestion real quick? And I think we're gonna. So do Alec it. had a suggestion to use our bonus actions to do checks if we would like to forego like our bonus attacks or our bonus whatever it might be to do our checks or movement or movement it could be your mm -hmm. full movement yeah so it's either your full movement or your bonus action to to do some sort of check that's what i proposed i'm okay with that ruling i never played with that before but i like the sound of it um it never came into my head but uh, i like it so we can start doing that if you'd like so so yeah then i'm gonna use my bonus action i'll just use my bonus action to try and persuade it with a six <laughs> as, I, as i hold up my cards in my right hand come on can we play some uh cards uh i'll, I'll put in 10 gold uh with a six against his 22 he goes like not one for cards but i am for I am one for sweet, blissful symphonies, soulful symphonies. And he gets closer and closer to you because I just want to hear you. Beautiful noise in my organ. And he shows you his sharp, ghostly teeth. Uh, yep, guys, that means death. All right, go. And I <laughs> take out my sling and attack. I want to try and attack the guy at the piano. 
actually. The guy at the piano was playing furiously. Um, has not turned around to look at you. You can barely see him from up onto the stage. And his massive head, like, almost shrouds him. You can barely see through the dragon's head where he is. He looks so small to where you are. Minus, if you want to make this shot, you can attempt to make the shot with disadvantage. With the oh, amount really? of obstruction in your room. Oh, yeah. this, okay. So, I actually didn't mention so how tall the is. is cover, or is it just disadvantage? Uh, it is cover. The stage from your location is about 15 feet off the ground. Ooh. And he yeah, is deep tough. on there. Yeah. And the dragon's head is over him. Yeah. All right. The first attack is going to be 16 to hit. As you shoot, it goes through the dragon's head, and you see that the dragon reacts to it, but the attack goes straight through him. And as it goes towards the musician, you see at the base of the stage and on the side a ghostly wall of fire erupts, almost acting as a shield to the musician, and it erupts in these ghostly flames, burning your shot as it crosses. Yeah, so those are two standard sling bullets gone. Um, Since I realized in my first attack that it didn't seem to phase the dragon, I'll try and do some elemental bullets. Alright, I'll... uh, I don't know, I guess I'll try cold bullets. I haven't done cold bullets before. Okay, you can try cold. You ready for a brain freeze, huh? And I try and attack (laughs) (laughs) with a 17 to hit the dragon. That will hit, but when you shoot your cold bullets at him, you see that the ice disperses within him, and you get a good sense that the cold damage is ineffective. I use the last 20 or 15 feet of my movement to turn very slowly to Armos and Drell white-faced. Guys, this is bad. And I end my turn. Well, as we move to initiative 20, the musician at the piano begins to play as his symphony becomes more sinister. As he begins to play, you see this gold dust coming from the top of the organ pipes. I need everyone to make me an intelligence saving throw of a DC Oh, come on. I suck at those. Oh, you suck at them. I got, <laughs> I got a 19 plus a D4, even though I don't need it. It's a 20. I got a 14. I'm good at those, and I got a 5. You got a plus 5. Four. You, you get to do plus 4. Yeah, that'll help. Uh, <laughs> could be a 9. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could. Whop uh... an 8. Menace and Drell, as the two of you are listening to this symphony, you begin to notice these purple little bubbles coming from the organ, reaching down into the ballroom and moving forward towards you very slowly. Armos does not get to see them as he's just enamored by this sinister symphony. You see these purple orbs that take up about five feet of space slowly inching towards you. As these purpley bouncing orbs begin to advance towards you, we're going to move initiative 14. Ulvar, the composer. As the dragon begins to laugh, he is going to make his first attack at Minas. You see as he comes down with his large wing, as he slams it with a 16 to hit. No, that'll not hit. And with another bite, he lunges. He got a nat 
one as he snaps as you dodge out of the way with the last second as his third help, wing attack help. goes to reach for drell being close wow mm -hmm. i i got a two bro what is going on as it the third wing attack misses we're going to move to initiative 13 which is drill so i can sorry real quick i even though it wasn't my turn yet i can re do a reaction right to him missing me uh yes if you'd like to you absolutely can cool yep i am going to um repost his attack so okay go ahead and roll a hit um yeah i'm just gonna dodge out the way pull out the big old Dwarven thrower, and I'm just gonna beat down on him real quick, and that is a 30 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, while you attacking the head or are you attacking the wing? Um, whatever tried to hit me. So you said it was with his wing, right? Yes, it was the wing. Yeah, then with his wing. You go you go and hit the wing with a 30. It flies right through through the wing. You see the wing react to the attack, but it doesn't knock it out of the way. It doesn't seem to be uh, it doesn't seem to react physically to the attack, but you know it moved once it was hit. But it doesn't get knocked out of the way. It doesn't get knocked backwards as the hammer returns to your hand. So does it look like it took any damage at all? It does look like it took damage. Don't feel like it's doing as enough as it should. But now it's my turn, right? Yeah, we're going to move to initiative 13, which is... Drill. For the first time, going to be like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And he slings his hammer over his shoulder, gets down on one knee, pulls out his bag. And I want to use my action. Since Armos is right next to me, I don't know if you're going to let me do this. But for my just full action, I want to give Armos one of my brews. And I also want to throw one to Menace. Ooh. As your action? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say you can. So what we're gonna do is an improvised weapon attack. And since you can make two of those, I will let you throw one to Menace and one to Armos. Just give me cool. a um athletics check with a DC of five. Pretty much don't get a one. I have plus eight. Don't roll a one. Not twenty. <laughs> <laughs> twenty eight. Not only goes into Do my mouth. Does it land? Yeah, yeah. he drinks it for <laughs> It lands gingerly in his heads. Yeah. Guys, um, help so, Oh, that was cool. Uh, so I am giving Menace um, one of the brews of strength, which oh. he gets plus one to strength for one hour. That's epic. And then I'm giving Armos a brew of fortitude, which is he's now resistant to all physical non-magic yes. damage for one hour. So Woo. I assume a ghost dragon might be magical, but who knows? <laughs> hey, um, as long as this fire, I'm good. You mean the one that's coming out of a giant organ that reduces curses? I mean, it's safe to assume. It's safe to assume. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, who knows? I don't know. It might work. And then um, for my bonus action i would like to also drink a, a brew of strength absolutely That's cool and what does the brew awesome of strength turn. do um so the brew of strength uh gives you plus one strength for an hour um and also for the first time we're having a lot of firsts uh this session ulvar is going to take a legendary action mm. and a legendary action right. is when a legendary creature can take an action on someone else's turn x amount of times around interesting and as you go to reach for your bruise you see this large drag head shoot out from the organ going to bite you. you should see how fucking 
smiley Tony is right now. With a 15 to hit, that is going... That misses. I can't believe I... <laughs> comes out. I am rolling so low. I am so mad right um, now. <laughs> just just to teach him a lesson, I'm going to repost it again. I'm going to bonk him with the fucking hammer. Go ahead like, and repost Dude, get away. What are you doing? It is your turn now. And that is a 27 to hit. Uh, that will hit. That's 16 damage. <laughs> You go ahead and you repost him and you try to smack him and just like the wing, you smack him with your hammer and it goes right through. You see that he- On the head? Right right through the head. You see that he winces. You know you felt some type of connection with your attack, but he doesn't move. His head doesn't get knocked out of the way as if he was slapping through water. And then I'll just spend the rest of my movement to get in front of, um, to get- in between, um, since I was standing next to Armos, I'm going to get in between him and the uh, the dragon. Absolutely. Cool. And we're going to move to initiative eight, which is Armos. Hey, that's me. Finally. God. Oh. <laughs> I was just sitting there taking it all in, just really trying to plan out my, my move. Armos, look out for the bubbles. I don't know what he's talking about. That's a weird one, but all right. Bubbles? I love bubbles. All right. Well, for my bonus... I want to do an arcana check. Absolutely. So what are you trying to examine? <laughs> to see if I can tell where this barrier's, like, source of power is coming from. Yeah, go ahead and roll me an arcana check. 23. Really good at this. <laughs> With a 23, you begin to connect yourself to all the magic. And as the essence, arcane power that is coming from this room, you know, without a doubt, you're staring at a dead ancient dragon you know with this that the greed or power that this dragon had during its life the connection it had to its horde caused it to live on in the afterlife you know that that piano is is not only a part of his horde it's a part of him he is bound to that piano all of his power comes from there and there's a connection between the piano and the musician playing it. You know that the barrier, the stage, and the way he's positioned is there to protect the musician. But what about the barrier? So, oh, so the barrier is, it is ghostly fire. Now, you don't feel any heat from it. You actually feel the opposite. You feel cold coming from it. You know that anything that goes towards it gets eradicated it doesn't look like your typical uh standard fire it has the same color and density like the way you're able to see through it is like this it matches the opacity of the ghostly dragon so you can sense that it's an extension of its body Hmm. but i don't sense any kind of weak points or where i mean it's obviously coming from the organ but it other than that, I don't sense anything. Um, if a weak point were to be discerned, it would most likely be the organ itself. You know what? This is perfect. Uh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Because I need to see. Yes. Okay. This is what we're doing. I'm going to do sickening radiance. Okay. What does that do? Uh, a dim greenish light spreads within 30 feet radius sphere from the center point. Of, that I choose, the light spreads around corners and lasts until the spell ends. 
a creature moving into the area for the first time uh, on uh, on a turn or starts their turn there, the creature must do a constitution saving throw or takes 4d10 radiant damage. That is awesome. Uh, Where did suffering... you get that? <laughs> <laughs> suffering one level of exhaustion and emits a dim a dim greenish light in a five foot radius. This light makes it impossible for creatures to benefit from invisibility, the light, and any levels of exhaustion can cause by the spell go away when the target, or when the spell ends. That is absurd. So what that happens if it passes? Um, so creature must make a saving throw or take. So it is, you either make it or you don't. It sounds like. So at the end, it doesn't say like on pass, take half or something. Okay, so if it passes, it takes none. That's what that means. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But it's an area of effect, so you would have it, it has to take multiple, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's every it's round. like every turn or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna put it right up to the edge, and so that it hits the dragon's face, and more importantly, the dude playing all the instruments. And is this a concentration spell? You know, let's not talk about it. I think we should talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Tony's like, I'm going to fucking ruin this for you. Okay. Yes, it is. Concentration. Just don't get hit. That's why I'm standing in front of him. So you have to make a constitution saving throw of a DC 16. Cast Sickening Red on the dragon and the musician. It passed with a 23. As this ray uh, of light and a 30-foot radius appears under the musician and the dragon's head. And the musician doesn't seem to be phased or bothered and continues to play as this radiant light shines underneath them. And you see the dragon look at that ray of light and it look back at you almost. No. Um, I'm going to go get right behind Drell for, <laughs> okay. for, for cover. <laughs> Let me use them as a shield. <laughs> okay. Right, what is he half? Is it half cover? What he would called? be. Uh, he would be quarter cover because of how large he is. And that's my turn. We're gonna move to initiative one as the dancing oh. orbs begin to move forward. Menace, one of yeah. these orbs pop on you. Oh. Thanks for being the death subject, Menace. You're just going to take seven points of force damage. Exactly my temporary hit points. <laughs> and then we're going to go to initiative 21. Menace. Me! <laughs> Ow! Arbos, look out for the orbs! And I don't even explain any further. I just tell them to look out for the orbs. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to use a dash action. Okay. To try and experiment here. So my... Am I able to just kind of weave through the orbs in front of me since I can see them? Yes. You know because what I mean? you can see them, you can, yeah. All right, so I'm going to do a bit of a test here. I get up after wince at this bubble popping against me, and then I'm going to move forward 15 feet. And with my charger feet, I'm going to use a bonus action since I moved 15 feet to make an, a bonus attack action with my rapier because I want to see what happens if I use a silver weapon against this big old dragon. So that's going to be a 17 to hit. Okay. 17 hits. Uh, so with a 17 hitting, that is going to be 
17 points of uh, silvered piercing damage. Just like um, your sling and the hammer, you feel like it makes a connection. It does react to it, but you feel like it's just not hitting as hard as you want it to. Great. But since this is an undead creature, I'm going to use my two attack actions to make two weapon attacks with my Mace of Disruption. Nice. Nice. That's (laughs) going to be a 21 to hit. That'll hit. And much more than that to hit the next one. So both of those are going to hit. And it is an undead, right? It is undead. Uh, And since it's undead, I get an extra 2d4 per hit of radiant damage. And if the target has 25 hit points or fewer, which probably doesn't apply, it must exceed a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be destroyed. So, you know, just let me know if it ever gets there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you know as you hit with the uh, mace of disruption for that radiant damage. How much damage is it taking? So it's going to take 8 plus 6 is 14 plus 12 is 26. That's 26 points of radiant damage as Sid is on top of the mace as it swings down, hitting for another six points of damage. You see the radiant damage does make the wing move, and it, like, backs off and reacts as if you just hit a physical being with a weapon. All right, we're doing something. Uh, Oh, so the whole attack is just radiant, right? It's not separate bludgeoning and radiant? Uh, Damage type bludgeoning, and then the 2d6 would be radiant. So, yeah, even though it's a radiant weapon, the first attack is bludgeoning. Okay, mm. but you still see that as the mace is covered in this radiant, uh, in this radiance, it does blow the wing back a bit, and it does cower before you as it reacts to that hit fully. Armos, keep that bubble up, keep it up. Man, he keeps talking about bubbles. <laughs> Where are the bubbles? Are these like gross water bubbles, or are they cool like blood bubbles? Oh no, I'm still over here just trying to keep keep this thing working. You're focusing on it. You see Reginald's uh, furs also being raised from its back as you are maintaining concentration. Um, Minus, is that the end of your turn? Of course. Uh. We are going to move to initiative 20. As the bubbles disappear, a new, the song being played by the musician quickly changes as these large greenish circles appear at your feet. Like right underneath us? Right underneath you. I can see this one. You can see this. Hey, wait, is this the bubbles? You hear that, Drell? You can see it. (laughs) I can see it. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. What is this green stuff at the bottom of our feet? Round below you begins to glow green. You feel as if there's this energy swarming around you. We're going to move to initiative 14. As the dragon looks at the circle of radiance and then looks at you, Armos, maintaining the spell, it is going to make a series of attacks against you as its two wings and mouth lunge towards you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First, it's got to make a constitution saving throw. Let's do a constitution saving throw. As it leaves the circle. What's the DC? 16. It rolled a 12. However, hey. it is going to use a legendary resistance oh, and pass. you bastard. As, of course. <laughs> the, uh, as the dragon head lunges forward. Well, first off, the other dude, didn't he just start playing the piano? Or do they have two different turns? The piano guy? Uh, can neither confirm nor deny mm. how this works. I will explain at the end how it works. But yes. the dragon head leaves the circle of radiance and attacks you. Get ready. 
got my um, moves on. As with the wing. Mm, so the first mm, wing mm. is going to be a 21 to hit. That doesn't hit, right? That's, the second wing is going to be a 24 to hit. Jesus. And the bite is going to be a 25 to hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two wing attacks are going to do 14 necrotic damage, 15 necrotic damage, so 29 necrotic damage. And then uh, it's going to be 25 cold damage with the bite. And I need you to make, if you are still up, uh, I don't know how much health you have. If you're still up, I'm going to need you to make me three concentration saving throws as those three attacks hit you. Oof. I am down. Oh, you no. see, as as you go down, you drop, and Reginald goes, Hey, wait, what's going on? And you just see him just fall backwards as your spell fades. Can I still do a reaction? Uh, Yeah, so if you wanted to, you can, but you got to... Okay, what, what would you like? I to just want to hell us rebuke. As he's going down, Reginald. I get uh, chomped so hard. Reginald's like, "Hey!" <laughs> and uh, goes into defensive mode and uh, gives him a crawls up his little nostril, and blows up. As you're about to go down, you point your finger to do hellish rebuke, and Reginald goes. And blows up inside of the corporeal dragon head. And as the explosion finishes, you just see Reginald tumble forward as he is also down. Uh, how much damage is that doing? He rolled a 13 on a dexterity saving throw. So he failed. So he takes 20. 20 points of fire damage as fire. Reginald explodes and then quickly passes out. Drell, as the dragon needed to go through you to bite, you take... Four points. You take four points of force damage as its incorporeal movement goes through you to attack Armos. Um, you can take an attack of opportunity. Okay. I guess I will stick to, you know, I technically still have out because my turn has not come yet. I still have the Dwarven Thrower, so that's fine. Um, that is a 31 to hit. That'll um, hit. Okay. And that is 15 more damage. So as you smack him with the hammer, still doesn't seem to do as much damage as you're hoping it does, but it definitely lands. So as um, Ulivar ends his turn, you see that re- after Reginald uses Hellish Rebuke, passed out onto the floor, um, once the explosion was finished, pop back up because of Gift of the Protector, as for a brief moment, in Baloon, on top of the blood ocean on the pedestal, you see Reginald in his true form in a black silhouette. He goes, you gonna go out like that? And then psh, you pop back up. As Ulvar ends his turn, as we move into initiative 13, Drell, you are currently standing inside of this massive dragon ghost head. What are you doing? Okay, so yeah, I sling the hammer um, back over my shoulder and I take out my giant slayer and I'm unraveling it from the cloth that it's been wrapped up in, and I just say, well, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, it shimmers. I turn back around. <laughs> I look at Armos. I say, hey, don't be going down anymore. And can I, as a bonus action, toss him a potion of greater healing? You can You can use your move. You can use half your movement <sighs> to throw it. Stick it in his mouth. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. I will do that. I'm going to throw him a potion. Um, and then I'm also going to use rally as that. So I'm going to give him a D eight worth of health. Ooh. 
uh, it's only four HP, hey. but then he gets the potion in his hands, and then I'm going to attack the dragon's head with my giant slayer as my attack. Okay. Yeah, roll a hit. That is a 24 to hit. Gonna hit. And my second attack, I'm going to re-roll this with a luck point. <laughs> That's a nat fucking 20 oh, for my second my attack. Man. Go ahead, so, double them dice, baby. Okay, so with my first attack hitting and my nat 20 uh, on my second attack, that is 67 combined magical slashing damage with my giant slayer. You're you're inside this massive incorporeal dragon head, and you are having a feel that you're just slashing the smoke, and you you see the smoke dissipating. The head doesn't move, but you feel the magical connection between your blade and the dragon spear. And then I'm going to, as I'm in the dragon, uh, I'm going to say, I'm in your head, bro. And I'm going to action surge and hit him again. (laughs) You may be in my head, but I'm going to be in your heart. And you will be in my beautiful organ and my orchestra of agony. Does a 15 hit? Yeah, that hits. Okay. Wow. And then my second attack. Uh, that's why I didn't re-roll it, because I wanted to see how low his AC was. <laughs> oh, I was so close to critting a second time. Uh, that's a 24 for my second attack. That's going to hit. Okay, so with my uh, next two attacks, that's another 38 magical slashing damage. Ooh, you are dancing with your blades around it. And then the last thing I do on my turn is I just turn to Armos and Menace, and I yell to them, Hey, uh, what do you guys think about me just trying to jump through the firewall and fuck up the piano. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> and I say, good luck. As he takes a legendary action and goes to bite you. Okay. 18 to hit? It does not hit. Damn it. <laughs> Wasted. And I, I will burn another superiority guy to bonk him on the fucking nose again. <laughs> I keep burning my reactions just right away, but I just think it's funny, yeah, it's so I just keep it. doing it. Um, that's another 24 to hit. That hits? Uh, that's another 27 magical slash. Yeah, that'll hit. Wow, even on a reaction, that's really strong. And that is the end of my turn. You're from the best turns, man. These are great. Yeah, no kidding. He is laying into it as we go to initiative 8. Armos with 5 HP bleeding you are messed up you are bleeding with no physical wounds on you as these ghostly visages uh, are just slashing through you you're just bleeding from your mouth you do have a potion of healing in your hands though yep because i gave you to go ahead and use my bonus action to chug that bad boy down is it greater or is it just regular it's greater sweet pretty great 4d4 Plus four. four, and that is 14. 14 health pack. So we're standing in green circles. Yes. There is, so like, there's like an outline of energy below your feet. I can't tell if I get out of it, if it's better, or if I stay in it, if it's better. (laughs) I was literally asking myself the same thing. (laughs) I decided to stay put, but it's up to you. I'm gonna go out of it. Yeah, I can't. Anyway, yeah, I'll get out of it. Okay, I'm going to cast another ability. Hope you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm going to do... I'm going to cast Synaptic Static. What does that do? 
Excuse what me? does that do? It's a series of words I don't like. <laughs> pulling out the craziest damn what? spells. Uh, you choose a point within range and cause psychic energy to explore, explode there. Each creature within 20 feet radius, sphere centered at the point, must make an intelligence saving throw. A creature with an intelligence score of 2 or lower cannot be affected by the spell. A target takes 8d6 psychic damage on a failed save, half the damage on a successful one. After a failed save, the target is muddled, uh, has muddled thoughts for one minute, and during this time it takes six, or takes a d6 and subtracts the number <laughs> rolled from all its attack rolls, ability checks, as well as constitution saving throws to maintain constitution or maintain concentration the target can make an intelligence saving throw at the end of each turn uh ending this effect on itself on a success is that an area that stays there or this is a one-time thing no instantaneous so he has to make a intelligence saving throw and he uh, rolled a s yeah he rolled an 18. ah he had to do a 16 so he takes half the damage which is 32 psychic damage and so uh i'm moving out of the green is there anything else that i could maybe hide hide behind no that all there is is that these a ton of these cloth chairs i just move uh not too far from drill i just i take a step out of the circle and Absolutely. i'm kind of on the just straight outside of it that's my and then i did my bonus action did my action and i moved so i'm done we move to initiative one as the green circles on the floor begin to illuminate more and then you see these massive green beams shoot from its organ pipes and arches and land where they are located drell and menace you are going oh, to it's take so rough that my initiative was after yeah as you're going so to rough. take uh wow it rolled really low so that's good both of you are going to take 11 points of force damage as this green beam lands on top of you and we're gonna go to initiative 21 minutes oh howie i'm taking lots of force damage so menace on your initiative as the three of you have been attacking this dragon you notice that he's looking a bit fader despite his quips and how he's speaking to you and how relentlessly he's attacking you you notice that he's fading a little bit in addition, you also notice that the wall surrounding the stage is matching its tone. Ooh. What are you doing? Okay, nice. So, this is going to be a very interesting turn for Menace. So, I'm going to use a dash action, which will give me 50 total feet of movement. First, I'm going to move 25 feet forward through this dragon to use my bonus action from the charger feet to hit it with my mace of disruption. Okay. And that's going to be a 25 to hit. That'll hit. So that will be nine points of bludgeoning damage and nine points of radiant damage. And Sid will hit for another six points of damage again. That's lovely. And then I'm just going to use the rest of my movement to try and jump through this field of energy. I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to try it. 
you run forward and go to jump through. Garrett's shaking. <laughs> As you try to jump through the wall of ghostly fire, you are met with a solid force. Boom! As if you just ran straight into a wall, getting knocked back <laughs> 10 feet. And you are going to take... Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like you're just Wily e. Coyote right now. Just running. Don't worry, guys. It's going to be fine. You are going to take <laughs> 22 points of fire damage. All right. 19 points of necrotic damage. Fuck that. <laughs> Lose a reaction. <laughs> I'm taking 11 points of fire damage. Thank you very much. Absorb elements. <laughs> yep. yep. 19 points of necrotic damage as that goes into my mace of disruption. You notice that when you run towards the wall, though, it, like, met you exactly where it needed to be to block you. But the glimpse that you got when you saw the musician playing you watched his haunting melody go upscaled as you came near, like a reaction. Oh, that's cool. But it does not look at you. You haven't seen uh, this thing's face. Someone had to do it. You get him, guys. <laughs> you see like a couple of Sid's burned up within the ghostly flames. <laughs> Sid Jr. the fifth, no. On initiative 20, the pianist plays his haunting melody and suddenly, like nails on a chalkboard, it gets your attention as the three of you are sent flying up into the air and crash into the ceiling. But you don't feel like you're flying or floating. You feel as if gravity just switch as you see dozens of wooden chairs falling down, crashing down on you. I need everyone to make me dexterity saving throw as you are now standing right. on the ceiling <sighs> I got that's gonna be at 24 4 this is epic 14 <laughs> that map's really cool you fall there and as you fall here as the dragon is still below you looking up but you notice something very strange about the music it is no longer playing the same way it you're hearing it in reverse Relaminus, you dodge out of the way as the wooden chairs crash around you. Armos. Uh, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. You take four points of bludgeoning damage as the chair lands right on top of you. I take half of bludgeoning. There you go. It worked. There you go. What, what feature is that called? Two things. One, the brew, but also uh, my oh, tiefling. Sick. I take, I get one, one resistance, one resistance every, every day. day. Yeah. That's really cool. We're going to move to initiative 14, which is Univar, the composer. As he looks at the three of you, as you are on the ceiling, he begins to laugh. Menace and Drell, you will be in this radius. Um, as you see the fumes leak from its mouth, and it, an orange, yellowish breath shoots up at the ceiling. I'm going to need Menace well to make a constitution saving throw of a DC 17 as he's hitting you with its terrifying breath. Uh, without my D4, I got an 18. Um, I rolled a natural 17, but I got a 28. You're going to take half necrotic damage. You're going to take half of 46. Ugh. As you feel the breath reach you, 
Your nerves, arms, and legs stiffen for but a moment as you feel the sharp realization of paralysis and then quickly snap out of it. Thank you pass your constitution saving throw. Every note, every note played is the sound of a soul begging for life. And he takes another deep breath. Three beautiful notes are waiting to be added to my choir. Alright, so this means I have to make a concentration check on my bless. This could be bad for us. Hmm. I, oh, thank goodness. I got a 21, so we're good. Just cast it again, forehead. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want the action economy fucked up. <laughs> just cast it again, forehead. Just cast action looking. economy. <laughs> it's my action this economy, bro. looking at a ghost dragon. He goes, but the action economy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally just like, just roll my face on a keyboard type fighter, and I'm just telling spellcasters, just, just cast it again, idiot. <laughs> what is it even... We are going to move to initiative 13, Drell, as you are standing on the ceiling, looking up at, looking down. Well, you're looking up, but technically down at Ulivar. He is about a solid 25 feet away from you. Can I? I would like to hold my action. I don't know if you're going to let me do this. Um, what, What are you holding? Like, I want to attack him, but I'm... Hoping that the f- the gravity reverses, so so like when it reverses and he's back right in front of me, I want to attack him. Uh, you're holding your action as a reaction, so that when he comes in your space, you're going to take an attack. Yeah, you can do that. Yes. Then since I haven't done it, I'm gonna bonus action go into a rage. Oh, sick! Because <laughs> now I'm starting to get pissed off. <laughs> as we move into initiative eight, Armos is a chair. A broken chair is on top of you. You get up as you dust off the debris. Reginald has a, has a, one of the chair legs in his mouth, just chewing on it. I mean, it's not the best, but it's fiber. <laughs> the fuck? The piano. I want to... I don't know what kind of check it would be. I want to see what the piano... If the piano guy is like an undead dude, or if he's like human-ish... Or you know what I'm saying? Like, is he... From the angles you've seen him at, he looks like a human. You just haven't seen yeah. his face. He's a slender man wearing a dusty, dull purple suit. Does he look like he's breathing heavily while playing the piano? He is moving so frantically, you can't even tell. Can't even you would tell. assume that with somebody moving that much, probably breathing a lot. But mm. he is. his head is down in the keys. And he is just right. playing away every note. The times that I hit him with, like, psychic or radiant damage, I didn't notice any other. As far as you know, you were only ever hitting the dragon. Uh, I only got one spell left. I do. I'm going to start a concentration spell again. And I'm going to do mind spike. Okay. Uh, I reach into the mind of one creature that I can see within range. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, it will take a bunch of damage, uh, psychic damage on a failed save, uh, half damage on a successful one. On a fail save, you are always known to the... T- uh, I always know the target's location until the spell ends, um, but only while the two of us are on the same plane of existence. <laughs> 
while uh, while you have this knowledge, the target cannot be hidden from you, invisible, and cannot gain benefits from uh, that condition. Cannot gain no benefits from that condition against you. So he's going to make his wisdom saving throw, and he got a 16. So it is a 16. Tie go to the runner. Tie go to the players. No, it passed its DC. If it's a nah. DC 16, it's 16 and higher. Yeah. So he will take. 11 damage, but I'm concentrating real hard. <laughs> as you concentrate onto him, you do mind spike as he passes his wisdom saving throw. As you, as he whispers into your mind as there's a brief connection with your psionic ability, and you feel that you're trying to reach into an impenetrable trap, and you just hear music, and you see sheets of paper flowing through your mind, endless endless symphonies flowing hmm. kind of annoying it as annoying. we move to initiative 21 whoa 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 uh, I'm gonna drink another health potion as my yeah, you can do that action. Uh, yeah you can use your bonus action to whoa, drink a whoa, potion whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. as we move to initiative 21 minutes it's 20 feet away from me 25 feet 25 feet uh, away from you 30 feet um, 35 feet to the ground he just had to make it five feet away. He had to. He had to. You see his tongue is like feet. entering your range and going back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to sling some bullets at it because I can't use my damn <laughs> mace. <laughs> Roll to hit, Minus. So I'm going to sling two attacks with my Melora sling that she gave me. And they are going to be... I guess I'll try acid. Uh, why not? Uh, so the first attack, I'm going to hit with two acid bullets. Okay. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. That misses. Misses? What changed? <laughs> um, oh, wait. I get my D4. Does a 20 hit. That misses. Wow. Holy gonzoli. Fuck. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna <laughs> just try attacking it again, I suppose. Sure. And that will be a 26 to hit. That misses. Oh my goodness! <laughs> doing some invisible ghost shit. As you see this, as you see it moves out of the way very quickly. We're going to move. Uh, no, no, you're not. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what else you doing? Action, bro. What else you doing? What else you doing? <laughs> I, I think I stumped you. <laughs> um, even uh, a 29 did not hit a 29 did not that hit that's absurd I'm gonna bonus action float in anger alright guys we just gotta prep for the worst let's start floating come on <laughs> as you float up 10 feet may I go yes <laughs> Ulufar uh. meets you in the middle of the air as you begin to float it begins to fly up and you see its ghostly head and wings stretch from the organ pipes as it's going to make three attacks against you minutes with a 24 to hit with its bite and a 27 on a wing and a 24 on the wing ouch okay been good everybody. you're going to take 30 points of necrotic damage from its wings and 20 points of necrotic damage from its bite, and your speed is half. Oh, I'm sorry, 20 points of cold damage. It's 20 points of cold damage? Yes. So its bite does 30 cold. 30 points of necrotic? Yes. 30 points of necrotic, 20 points of cold when it bites you. 
is he i mean if he's a huge dragon is he close enough for me to attack him um he obviously yeah. doesn't take up a five by five space no no, so. no so as he flew up into the air you are now in melee range of him okay so then i would like to do two things one um i would like to use my reaction to sentinel attack him okay yeah absolutely roll it that is a dirty 20 to hit that misses the dragon that misses the dragon yeah as you see it moves out of the way with quick speed oh my gosh i know how this is gonna go nope that'll still miss 21 not even using my blast yet uh that was for my regular attack and then my second attack i feel like these are just futile yeah um okay so i miss all three of my attacks then when you're attacking with a 17 a 21 and a dirty 20 you notice that like feel off when you're swinging like your footing is off and the, the dragon is moving really quick but not like super speed at like almost like foresight like he knows where you're going to be mm. something is just throwing you off also uh i didn't realize trail was gonna go take his turn well because i was holding my i was holding oh, that's right. as a reaction yeah and i forgot you were doing that yeah he used that's perfect so then after after drill tries his best to save me even with a reaction spell, you hit me for 40 on the nose to make Minus go down. No. As the dragon comes into range of your melee attack, you take your reaction, you swipe viciously. But the attacks made against Minus are just too much as he is now down. And you see all mm. the Sids fall with him. And the Reginald looks at Armos. Is that what happens to us? All the time. Oh man, it's rough. We gotta get a menace. An another soul in my symphony. Luvar ends his turn as we move to initiative 13, which is Drell. What are you doing? Yes. Okay, so I run over to Menace. Um, I whoop out one of the other potions of greater healing. Mm -hmm. And I pour it down Menace's throat. Oh, roll good. Ooh, I did roll good. Okay. So that's 14 HP, um, 44 plus four. So that's actually 18 HP back to Menace. And as he wakes up uh, with my bonus action, I'm going to rally him with another eight HP. And I'm, say, I'm gonna say, come on, man, we're not done yet. And then, yeah, just 26 HP total, I think back. Nice. And then, um, I will, even though we're on the ceiling, um, I'm just going to position myself in between uh, Menace and the dragon again. So if he asks, if he comes back up, then I get another attack. Okay. All right. We're going to move to initiative eight, which is Armos. Armos, you just seen Menace go down as Jarell, uh had brought him back up with a potion. And you see that he's attacking and he's like reading your moves and the the music playing backwards is just throwing you off. Something doesn't seem right. What are you doing? Um, so I'm still concentrating on my spell. Mm-hmm. So he has to do another wisdom saving throw. Natural one. Hey! Wow. Hey, hey, nice. Hey, hey. Incredible. That's wonderful because now we get to really see what's going on. So if the dragon and that dude are the same person. <laughs> Almost with your mind spike. Yes. As he fails with a natural 
one, you can peer into his mind. You see the connection. You see all, you, you get a glimpse of what he sees and how he's looking at you three is not how you three see him. You don't see yourself in a ghostly cursed lighthouse. You don't see yourself stuck on a ceiling. You see your, he sees himself on a grand stage filled with a bunch of faceless people and beings dragons and beasts alike all cheering him on as he has a massive choir of all of these souls playing all these different beautiful instruments all in perfect harmony and people are just they're praising him in silence as they are listening and consuming his music and he plays and he's playing the longest beautiful ballad he's ever played and you see in the back there is a pianist there and he's this is the same musician that you see in the lighthouse however there is a connection between him and the musician but the musician is mindless no free will of its of his own you find out a name his name is actually Beauregard he is a great musician, well-renowned within the fine arts and had passed away many years ago. And the fascination of music, Ulivar as a grand composer, once he had passed on to the afterlife, managed to capture his soul to become a slave of its mind to play this beautiful music within this tower. He is directly controlling them and they are one. Awesome. So by hitting him with the spell, mm -hmm. Um, he can no longer be invisible and mm -hmm. cannot be hidden from me. Mm -hmm. So does the dragon look any different? No. With the connection that you have, this is 100% a straight up ghost. Okay. So I did that. That's my action. My bonus action. Oh, also, how much damage does he take? 29 psychic damage. How's he looking now? A little more faded? You see that he's faded. Awesome. Uh, I don't think I want to do anything else. I'm at decent health. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to do. Okay, we're going to move to initiative 21 minutes as you are suddenly brought back to life by Drell's potion. What are you doing? <gasps> oh, Drell, I saw, I saw the light. There was a giant Sid welcoming me into the abyss. <sighs> All right, back to it. <laughs> use, can I use a... I guess, can I just use an action to do my potion and then a bonus action to do something else? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I'll just use a, an action to use a potion of one of my potions of greater healing. I'll take more of those D4s, please. Yeah. And I'll get 15 points of health back and I'll bonus action float again just to be safe. Okay. And I'm just gonna float there with my SIDS. All right, guys. And they're wounds. We got this. As we move to initiative 20, the music playing in reverse suddenly snaps back as it begins to play forward and the chairs and the, the chandeliers begin to shift as gravity seems to fix itself. As the three of you fall, minutes, you still fall, however you land, um, you land as if you would still be 10 feet above the floor from where you fell. Essentially, your positions were flipped. Everybody make me a dexterity saving throw for DC 15 as all the broken oh, debris fall back down. Please. We don't have bless anymore because no. you went down, right? Yeah, no yeah. bless. Oh, 15. Um, 
I am going to use a luck point and reroll this. Uh, 23 for minutes. <laughs> Fuck, even worse. 14. As a rain of debris fall down, Rel, you are going to take six points of bludgeoning damage. As we move to initiative 14, as the dragon is in the middle of the air, the three of you return to the floor as the beautiful symphony begins to play forward again. And the dragon is going to come down on Kudrell and begin to make some attacks. Kudrell, he's going to make okay. three attacks against you. Two wing mm -hmm. and one bite. A dirty 20 on a wing. A 24 on a wing. And a 17 on the bite. So the 17 misses. Okay. So I'm going to do the damage first for the wing. Okay, hold on. Hold on, buddy. Uh, okay, so if a creature you can see within 10 feet of you hits you on an attack roll, you can use a reaction to swipe your dragon tail and roll a D8, applying it to your AC equal to the number rolled, potentially causing the attack to miss you. Oh, fuck. That's only a three. So I will block the dirt. The dirty 20 would have hit because that's my armor class. Um, but... It's now 23. So the 24 still 24 hits. hits. You're going to take 16 points of necrotic damage as its uh, right wing gets slaps you as the left one is deflected. Okay. Oh, that that kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Drell, like, coughs a little bit. Tries to shake it off, but it definitely hurt. And then the dragon is going to move forward the other end of the room and turn around. You can make an attack of opportunity here, but you're also going to take damage from its incorporeal movement. I will take an attack of opportunity. Thank you so much for offering. At the end of its turn, it's going to fly forward through Drell and Armos, and they are going to take a lot. You're both going to take two points of force damage as it flies through. Okay. Um, but does a 23 hit on my attack of opportunity? A 23 does hit. I also got 23. Yeah, that'll hit. So we'll take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Awesome. Drell, how much damage are you doing? Uh, 27 damage. As you slash it. Awesome. Um, As I slash We're going to move to initiative 13. Drell. Um, I'm going to turn around, uh, look the dragon in the eyes, and say, uh, why don't you just pick on someone your own size? Clearly, Drell is talking about himself um, to this giant ancient dragon, and he's going to recklessly attack uh, with his giant slayer. But you could be so much more grander in my beautiful melodies, larger than you've ever seen yourself before. So that is a 22 to hit on the first attack. That's gonna hit. So the second one is a 25. That'll hit. Uh, that is going to be um, 57 damage. Dang. You see Ulivar very fading. Very fading. You can see through him, and you see the wall around the stage also becoming very faint. This is going to take a legendary action, and he is going to attack with a dirty 28. Okay. It is going to deal 27 points of cold damage. Finally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. We have waited so long. So long for this. Literally, literally so long. 28. So I only have to take 14 because Drell is resistant to cold damage. Oh my gosh. The racial bonus finally finally pays off it's only happened once before mm -hmm. the mountain born <laughs> perfect 
that you know what i'm okay with taking that damage i will take it thank you so much tony i appreciate it no problem anytime as we move to initiative eight armos really want to mind spike him again okay he's gonna make another wisdom save throw an 11 but no he's going to use a legendary resistance which means what he passes and he takes oh my god this is legendary no shit right Then he takes. <laughs> it must have been his last one, right? Twelve damage. You see him fading, fading, but still very active. You see, you you almost notice that he himself doesn't realize he's fading by the how relentlessly he's attacking you. What else are you doing? Uh, hellish rebuke, I guess. Let me at him! And Reginald flies forward and explodes. What's damage is doing? He's got to make a DC 16, or he takes 14 damage. Reginald jumps in, explodes into this magnificent, beautiful fire. And then there is a small, sudden force pulling, and it knocks everybody 10 feet back and prone onto the floor. Olivar himself is unaware, but he's completely see-through. Minus and Reginald are knocked onto the stage from the sheer force as the ghostly firewall is down. And you still see this person playing the grand piano. We're going to move to initiative 21. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel that tomorrow. All right, Sid. Wait. Okay. Guys, I got this. The wall's down. And I use my charger feet. <laughs> I use my charger feet to run in a straight line and ram into this piano player. Absolutely. You run through him. Really? And like a ghost, you crash into the piano. And you see his hand slip and a sharp sound crashes from the piano as if for the first time musician has struck a sour note the half key drones on as the ghost dragon begins to fade and you see olivar look back over to the grand organ and he screams no keep playing the music must never be silenced no and he the dragon goes to lunge at you and phase right before it's about to snap down on you. As the dragon flies at you and phase, you can see Beauregard, and he is just a skeleton. And he looks up as if talking to himself with no facial expression, mouth ajar. I've played perfectly all my life. It's only fitting that my last note is flat. Finally, I can rest at last as the dragon disappears and Beauregard's soul leaves its skeletal body. And then you look up at the organ and you see all these blue lights slowly lifting into the sky through the skylight of the tower. And then anything that was moving in a ghostly presence crashes and you hear all the steps down below that were floating from this cursed magic also crash down below. And you hear the haunting spirits leave the tower as if they are passing on to the next life. 
and that is where we're going to end this session. Damn. Uh, we did it. Gold. We <laughs> did it. I'm just glad we made it out alive. I Absolutely. used everything I had. That was everything I had. I used a lot as well. I think I went through my inventory at least 10 times during that fight trying to see what I could use. I used I was, I was, like, just, what I was I doing have? the same. I was racking my brain cuz there was a, there were a lot of like hurdles in that one. Yeah, there's yeah, was a good. lot of dynamics. You, there's a couple of things uh guys couldn't figure out. I'm like, "Hmm, what can I do here?" Uh, but we'll talk about it on the after show and I will yeah. give you a little bit of a teaser for next week. Um and the adventurers need to hear this. You know how it is. When you kill a dragon, there's a dragon <laughs> horde. Of course. And we do as we do, and we keep it to the book. It will be completely random, and we'll okay. go through that treasure horde. Next section. You mean in the after show, right? No, in the next session. Uh, roll uh, it in the after in show. The next <laughs> session. <laughs> what, about the, uh, what about another teaser? Uh, do we level up? I was about to say. I mean, we killed a dragon. What do you think? You think a CR-17 is worth a level? Of course it is! You're level 12! <laughs> there it is. Uh, no. Level 12. Oh my god. And now it's time for the Patreon shoutouts. Starting with the Bloodshard Bandits, of course. First up is Benjamin Hayes. Somewhere in Humbrea, a war forged looks out over a valley from a castle balcony. Thousands of questions stream through his consciousness. Am I still me? How did I end up this way? What was my name again? It was D... D... Dylan Snyder is next, also known as Reese. This Aladrin bar just finished teaching a musical magic theory class at the Sigic College. He even got to try out a new spell he has been working on called Harmony Word. Now everyone who attended has 1d4 extra rhythm in their step. But not everyone appreciates this new magic, especially Julius Kendrick, who has taken refuge below the Sigic College in the Forgotten Underground Tunnels. Rumors spread quickly around campus that the old headmaster could be seen walking around late at night. But he has been dead for a hundred years. And speaking of the dead, Rains has officially been reported as such. After the water purification pipes were checked by a local guild, his name tag was found dangling from an overgrown root. Friends and family are having a public ceremony of remembrance in two days. Laura Dawnstar is getting a bit bored playing cards by herself in the Chapel of Scoraeus. Turns out guarding a magical blue shard isn't all that exciting when it is hidden away so well. She's thinking of venturing out, but remembers the ancient vase that needs to be glued back together. She has been putting that off for the past year. The Everlong Sea has become a hotbed for sale by robberies. Tales purport a man by the name of Gibby Scarrow, or should I say, Captain Scarrow, at the helm of a dark ship surrounded by fog. Very few travel at night anymore for fear they will meet a watery grave. But let's not dwell on that as we move on to the Sigic College alumni. Andrew Hall is currently working on his senior seminar project at the Sigic College. Or rather, he is trying to decide the topic of research. If anyone has ideas for magical experiments that would at least land him a B, please let him know because there's only a week left before he must pick one. Artemis is typically a great mentor in these situations, but has yet to return from the Kambuki Isles. He should have been back by now from his vacation. Many students are beginning to worry as the rate in bullying has increased. 
While the Sigic College struggles to eliminate bullies, the Aramore guards have their hands full with thieves. Sly has been stealing coin left and right, but for who? No one knows. There seems to be a hundred different men and women all using the same techniques. The problem is, the guards never seem to see the same face twice. But you know whose face has been finally shown? Michael Sekarax, or should I say Sakajewa. An injured rock climber calls out for help to the four people walking towards him at... No wait, that's one person with four legs. This centaur cleric is here to cure all wounds. Patrick Wennerstrom is next and no one has yet to meet him. Patrick's neighbors are placing bets as to what he is up to as mysterious noises can be heard coming from the house he just moved into. St. Chaos whereabouts, however, are no mystery at all. On the trial for his 367th offense, without Artemis, they're promising this will be the last misdemeanor and that he is sure St. Chaos will finally turn a new leaf tomorrow. He was expelled. Where will St. Chaos go now? Warden also needs to skedaddle as dozens of Alka Beaker Phi members chase him out of Aramore. Apparently the baguette he snacked on for lunch was home to a tiny civilization. How was he to help himself when it was just sitting there like that, looking all delicious? Well, all he knows now is some guy named Robot Crisp is out of a job. But you know who's not out of a job? Arhumbrea's heroes. That's right, let's start with Abdulrahman, who is expanding his alchemist business. After doing so well in Dilmore, he decided to open a new shop in Gilo. Alex Dredd continues his pursuit for justice. He heard talk of a rogue chef that just left Aramore that he might try to hunt down. Nefarious Ducarius has received a nickname after all of his streaking antics. People now call him the Butt Naked Dragon Slayer. Sweat drips from his brow as Man with Glass finishes his glasswork masterpiece deep in a volcano. Wait till you see what he made. Sergio Rodriguez has made his way to the city of Dilmore. Many question, is he a wandering adventurer or perhaps a newly hired red guard? Rocket Boot League is now one of the most popular sports in South Trillis. Terminal No Name has started what he calls RBCS, or Rocket Boot Championship Series. And that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here, please go over to patreon.com slash dnd404. That's right, patreon.com slash dnd404. See you in the next episode.